0: Welcome to Career Tools, today's topic, giving bad news. Here we go. I don't know about for you, but for me, every once in a while, things go wrong. Right. Oh yeah. And and, <laughs> and and it's not it's not just me. It's just not you. It's everybody. Right. It's a fact of business life. Some, yeah. you know, sometimes actions get dropped. You, you miss a deadline. People lose their temper, and projects just don't work out. And yep. unfortunately for you, someone has to tell the boss. Yeah, it's it's it is too bad,
1: but you know there are some things that don't get better with age. Bad news is not like wine. So the question for today is, how do you do it without tearing down the team? That's one of our cardinal rules here. How do you do it in a way that's effective and professional? And we have five recommendations. For many of you, this will be very simplistic, but we often see people, people write us and ask, hey, how do I do this? This bad thing has happened. And they send us a draft of an email and we are stunned at how people get thrown under the bus and how... It's not clear and there's vagueness and it's designed to make them look not bad. So that's why we're doing this. So five points. First, bottom line up front, B-L-U-F, bluff. We just recently had an email come in that was we decided was called blab, which is bottom line at bottom, which is bad. You don't tell a story. You deliver the news immediately. First sentence or two. Uh, number two. You don't bring up negativity about other people. You don't mention other people's failings. If you're responsible, if you're the one, or even if you're just the one that knows, you report it immediately. You don't use the passive voice, right, about, you know, mistakes were made is the classic formulation there. You say, I did this. You own up to your contribution specifically. And at the same time, in addition to no negativity about other people, you say what you did as well. Your boss will figure it out that other people were probably involved, and you've got to be factual and accurate. So sometimes you have to pause for a minute before you want to go running, telling a fire drill story, because you want to get your ducks in a row first.
0: Now, folks, if you've been listening to Manager tools or career tools for any length of time, I'm sure you've heard us say this no oh, i don't know a million times or something like that bottom line up front and what we mean is whatever it is that's gone wrong say it first right say it at the very beginning don't tell a long story and then say oh something went wrong say it up front even if it's just not gone as planned but stop short of disaster say it first yeah. Look, what people want to do is tell a story. They want the drama.
1: They want people to understand what happened and to provide forgiveness or understanding. And that's not what bosses want. Bosses don't want a story. Even a high S boss who's very concerned about your well-being, more so than perhaps a high D boss who's more concerned with the results you produced, they still expect to learn right away upfront what's important. Uh, they don't want to try to be guessing at the dramatic ending of a story. You know, starting off with you're not going to believe what happened, I don't know a single boss in the world who loves it. Look, your boss can tell by the way you approach her and the look on your face that you're about to say something negative, right? You're not that good at hiding things. I mean, you could tell that when your peers do it to you, so why wouldn't your boss be able to do it to you? Look, if you're on the phone with a service provider and they haven't even spoken yet, We know, based on the look on your face watching you, that the next words are going to be, I'm sorry, I can't do that, it breaks our policy, blah, blah, blah. We're good at sensing the environment. I think there's a lot more to be learned about human interaction regarding some of the intangibles, some of the unseeables, unspokens between people. Don't make your boss wait through a great, big, long story. Tell them what went wrong in the first one or two sentences.
0: Right. It's not the crime. It's not the mistake. It's the cover-up that (laughs) gets you in trouble. And to some extent, the story is somewhat of a cover-up.
1: And I know I've told this story before, but it's like the kid who gets asked about his GPA, his grade point average. In other words, his academic standing at, at university. And you get asked, what's your GPA? And he says, well... And he t- starts telling other things about the GPA. I mean, e- even if he says his GPA is 4.0, he's already lost points on this answer because he's not answering the question. By the same token, the moment you start telling a story that the boss believes there's a negative at the end or an impact that he needs to know about, they ding you is, is not a clear communicator thinking about yourself and not about them. It's all about the cover up and it's a mistake. So. It would be things like, we missed the project deadline. We won't be up and running before Wednesday of next week after all. Or, we lost $500,000 trading the wrong way. Or, I forgot to book, book your flight, and so now you have bad seats. Or, I lost my temper with a client, and he won't come back to the table. You know, that last one, I lost my temper with a client, and he won't come back to the table. You know, you could easily say, look, I got to tell you about something happened with a client yesterday. The boss already from that moment is already in a bad mood. And then you say, look, we're in a discussion about the pricing. And as you know, there's been a bit of a problem. Now the boss is like, what, 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 what? And now they're ticked off before you've told them what they're really going to be ticked off about. You're not helping yourself. You think you are, but you're not. And guys, I say you, I apologize. I've done this too. And it's dumb. It's really dumb. Now, look, we know you don't want to do what we're recommending. You don't want to confess. You don't want to do it out loud. You don't want to admit to not having performed in the way that you and your boss would want you to. But putting it off doesn't make it any better. Eventually, you're going to have to say the words out loud, get it over, be done with it. It's better for you, better for the boss. It's more professional. It's the right way to communicate.
0: Okay. Now, often what happens is you miss something because somebody else didn't do something correctly they didn't deliver something to you they said an unkind word whatever there's there's other people involved in these kind of things but you're saying no negativity about other people is that even possible no yeah no 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 no, he no says no, it, no. Is, it is most straight face he can
1: yeah no yeah yeah i suspect you knew that answer no you just don't do it it's rule You don't do it. The moment you start mentioning other people, all you're doing is throwing other people under the bus with you. And the noble, professional, appropriate, really ethical thing to do is take full responsibility. You're going to get in less trouble by taking full responsibility. Now, it's it's possible you work for a terribly unethical boss and he's going to punish you. Well, okay. You probably won't get fired. And that'll teach you that you got to be right. And you can't trust other people if they made mistakes. But if, in fact, you made a mistake, you might as well own to it. And even if your boss is a jerk, he or she knows other people were involved. So, you don't blame other people, not ever. If you were in the conversation on the project or if you were half of a relationship that caused things to get messed up, you had the responsibility for the achievement of the objective. If the objective wasn't achieved, you were responsible for the mess. If someone says they'll send you something and they don't, and you miss your deadline because of it, you're responsible because you didn't follow up and make sure you got whatever it was. We have a podcast about this called Owning the Inputs. It's an important thing that young people have to learn about organizations. Part of the reason organizations exist is specialization of labor. And that means bigger tasks are going to be broken down into smaller parts and assigned to different people so that it can all be done at the same time. Unfortunately, that means you have to rely on other people. That's why relationships are so important internally. But in an organization, you don't get to throw other people under the bus. It has become the norm to do so. It has become the norm to think that politics is about winning and other people losing. That's not true. Organizational politics are about the organization understanding that human beings are in it and there's going to be give and take in order to get things done. It's much more like log rolling in in Congress or Parliament where somebody agrees to give on one thing in order to have somebody else give on another thing. And that way both things can get done. If someone says they'll be ready and they're not, you're responsible because you didn't press, impress upon them enough the importance of them being ready. If someone says they'll call and they don't, you're responsible because you didn't make sure they did. You're responsible. Yes, they didn't make the call and you're still responsible. You can't control other people. We, we, we know that. And look, we, we don't, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean my tone to be. I'm pointing my finger at you because I own up to this all the time. I've done this myself. We know you can't control other people. Even when you're the boss, control we say control is an illusion all the time. You can control your communication with them, though. In most situations, most of us can go to much further lengths than, than we do in order to make sure things get done. Look, if you say, Jim said he was going to send it to me and he didn't, what
0: does that sound like to your boss? It sounds like a child telling a tale on their on their sibling. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. If you want to sound like a professional,
1: say, I didn't get that report done before the deadline. And then follow up with what you're going to do to fix it.
0: That's the answer there. Your third point was no passive voice. And I, and I assume you're saying that because the passive voice, again, avoids the whole discussion of who the subject is, right? Who who yeah. did it, right? And so it's it's kind of a cover-up, right?
1: Yeah. Mistakes were not made, right? Deadlines were not missed. You missed the deadline. Actions were not dropped by some mysterious force outside you. You dropped the action. Even if it was an input to your action that didn't get done, that caused your action not to get done, the fact is your action, your responsibility, and responsibilities after a fashion are an action, didn't achieve what it was supposed to achieve. Look, think about it this way. We want to take credit when things go well. On those days, we communicated as if we're in control of the universe. But when things go badly, we want to attribute that to some indiscernible outside entity, which is anything but us. And we've said this before. When a company launches a product with great fanfare, which then fails in the marketplace, the CEO does not go to the analyst call and say, we work really hard on the product and it should have been a success. The stock price doesn't rise on news that the company worked really hard and there was some mysterious force like customer demand, which caused the product to fail. The truth is the company chose the wrong product, executed poorly, priced it wrongly, or provided substandard customer service. Now, that may sound terrible in that you thought you did great. Well, okay. The, you know, what was it? the moon is a harsh mistress. You know, the, the market is a, is, a, is a harsh measuring tool. But it's real. And if you're going to be effective in the marketplace, it's going to be measured by the marketplace. And if you're going to be effective communicating, you're going to be upfront and professional about it. Credit is not given for the mysterious force which affected your performance when you do it well, because there are no mysterious forces. You're responsible. So no passive voice.
0: And of course, in their situation, whether somebody failed to deliver a report to you or failed to deliver the data or acted unkindly, or whatever, right? There's always two sides of it. And the fact is, you had some contribution to that, either the things you did or the things you failed to do. And so, with your boss, you have to own up to your contribution to the problem.
1: Yeah, look, you're not laying off blame on somebody else. The question, what could you have done differently? The answer is not, I did my best. If the outcome isn't what you and your boss would have desired, you could have done something differently. Look, take a simple example. You're late with your reporting because somebody else forgot to send you their data, let's say. Did you make the deadline clear? Did you follow up a few days in advance to make sure they'd still hit the deadline? Did you make sure that they had everything they needed to deliver what you wanted on time? Did you give yourself some contingency time in case they were late? Did you follow up at the appointed time to ask for the data? Did you ask for bo- your boss for getting help when getting what you needed? Did you listen to the owning the inputs cast? If you didn't do all those things, then you aren't anywhere near doing your best because those are all reasonably simple, straightforward things to do. You didn't do all you could. And this is your contribution to the failure. And because the rule is you don't throw other people under the bus, you have to highlight your contribution to the failure. That's what you do. You highlight your contribution to the failure and you don't mention anybody else's contribution. Your boss is smart. He'll figure it out you're smart. If you're a boss, you'll figure it out. We know you will. And you'll know that somebody else didn't do what they said they're going to do. And, you know, it feels great when you say, I'm going to miss the deadline. Um, I don't have what you need. And I apologize. And when your boss probes, the first question he asks is, oh, Robert didn't get it to you again. You know, then you should feel a sense of relief that your boss is smart enough to know Robert is always late and he knew he had one of the inputs you needed. But of course, at that point, you don't say yes You say, well, regardless of Robert,
0: I don't have what I'm supposed to have. Your boss will love you for that. That would be awesome to hear. Right. Well, I think we all make mistakes. And one of the things I know as a boss, one of the things I'm listening for is, hey, did this person learn? And if somebody can't admit to their own role and their own contribution to the failure, then that suggests to me that they're not learning, right? There's not an opportunity for them to get better. I I lose confidence that they're going to do better in the future. So
1: well, that's a great point. And you know what? I, I never thought of it that way, but I think you're right. I think if, if I work for you, dude, and I, I blame Robert, I'm not
0: learning, right? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah. And you'll probably do the same, yeah. same thing in the future and get the same poor exactly. results, right? So.
1: Yep. Good point.
0: I like that. Now, the other thing is I, I think when folks get, in trouble, or they think they're in trouble, right? They make mistakes, so they assume that they're in trouble, which is not necessarily a good assumption. But regardless, they think they're in trouble, and so part of the tell- telling story is the storytelling. And storytelling, to me, suggests lack of facts, lack of accuracy, this 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 veneer over the uh, the story of what happened, and our experiences. That doesn't work well. Bosses under difficult circumstances or when they're problems, they want facts. They want accuracy in what you're describing so they can figure out what to do next.
1: Yeah. My feeling is is that the the world we live in has gotten so interested in drama uh, and stories and persuasion that we've forgotten that you start with facts and you end with facts. I just saw a movie, I think, where somebody was quoted as saying, facts are stubborn things. One of Wendy's friends says, when Wendy's upset about something going wrong – about her job when I miss things people die I still miss things and you know Wendy's point is whatever Wendy forgot is insignificant in the big scheme of things the idea that you should be dramatic that a little bit of dramatic license that brushing the facts 30% or you know smoothing them out a little bit somehow will help you it is essentially wrong and bosses see through it in a second you end up coming across as somebody who is willing to fib in order to be thought okay, which of course, by definition, is seen as a fib, which is not okay. Look, if, if you forgot to put out markers at a conference or you, or you missed a billion dollar project deadline, your boss doesn't want drama. He wants two things. What's the situation and how are you going to fix it? I mentioned before high S bosses who are generally, you know, a lot of people, when we say boss, they just assume the dominant forceful high D boss, but a high S boss, they're attuned to how you're feeling. They're still bosses. They want you to feel good, but they need you to perform too. Spending time discussing your feelings is not solving the problem, even if it makes you feel better or makes him feel better. They know they're not getting things done. You know, we recently released a cast on ethics, I think in the last year or so, and we said, there's no reason to lie ever. Bad news is not an exception to the no-lying rule. Do not lie, obfuscate, or commit sin by omission. Just take responsibility. You won't be carrying it around. You'll just lay it on the table. Just put your burden, just lay your burden down by the side of the road. Do it. Taking responsibility means being upfront about what you did, what happened, and how you're going to fix it. It's that simple. Start communicating this way and people will say, wow, particularly if you're, folks, if you're younger and you're listening to this, start doing this now. Just admit it. People will think you're wonderful because oh, yeah. you're clear. Wow, I like this guy. He's willing to admit it. He's he's not afraid of failure and he knows he's responsible. And he's not gonna blame other people, which boy do bosses hate.
0: Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation with other executives sitting around the table when somebody comes up and is upfront with their mistake. It's it's refreshing and unfortunately it's it's all too rare, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's refreshing because
1: it's rare, which is sad right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, bottom line up front, no negativity about others. Leave them out of it. No passive voice. Admit your contribution. Say what you did, okay? And be factual. Be accurate. Don't make it dramatic. Don't be fibbing. Look, you'll get better with this when you practice. If you think you'll never have time to practice, (laughs) think again, you'll have plenty of opportunities to practice if you're human. Being human means failing all the time. I tell this to People all the time. In the movie The Natural, that starred Robert Redford, the American baseball movie, in the movie, he had a home run and he won the game. But in the book that the movie's based on, he strikes out because man is born to failure. It's the nature of man. You're a person, male or female, you're going to fail. The noble, professional, ethical thing to do when you fail is admit it clearly, concisely, quickly. It's not about other people. Mistakes were not made. You made a mistake. You're going to fix it. It'll be okay. Awesome.
0: All right, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, partner. All right. See you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one.